was the leak that rocked the nation. As the Supreme Court scrambles to find the leaker, protest and violence ensues in some cities. Is this the issue that will divine the midterms? Evangelist Alveda King talks about her own personal experience with abortion and a message to the nation. Joe Biden calls MAGA crowd the most extreme political group in U.S. history. And the Ukraine defines the peace talks with Russia. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer will be here with all the top stories and a very unsettling development with the World Health Organization and America's sovereignty. Dr. Peter Brecken and James Roguski with an explosive story. Is Biden handing over U.S. sovereignty to who? All that's coming up next, friends, on Viewpoint this Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. This is Malcolm Outloud here. Well, there have been 63 million plus abortions since Roe v. Wade took effect. And if abortion were classified as a cause of death, it would outrank heart disease and would be the number one leading cause of death in the country. That is a very interesting place to start. And you can you can divide this conversation up any way you want, but it still comes back to the fact that uh, we are killing human beings here. Uh, there's, I mean, call it what you want. That's that's the deal. This is one of the leading, most corrosive issues in America that pulls out the worst and the best of humanity at the same time. Here, uh, let's get started with this conversation and bring on Evangelist uh, Alvita King. is It's always terrific. And Alvita, I've got to tell you right up front. Happy Mother's Day. Of all times to be having this conversation, appropriate or inappropriate, it's on Mother's Day. Isn't it amazing, Malcolm? And thank you. And hello to all the mothers in the world, all the children whose mothers are still here or who have gone on beyond. And so Mother's Day, like any other holiday, Malcolm, is faced with mixed emotions. Some people are happy and jubilant. Some people are sad. The world is a little bit upside down and that makes it different as well. But the Bible tells us to honor our father and our mother that our days may be long. So we were all born of mothers. And so I think it's an appropriate time to have this discussion. And so happy Mother's Day to everyone, however that will impact your life today. Yeah, I mean, the fact that this is the leading conversation right now in America and that we are celebrating Mother's Day should not be lost on anyone uh, for sure. I I guess a good place to start here, Alvita, is this leaked document. uh, I mean, has this redefined the water cooler talk from really the economic woes to my body, my choice? Uh, it, It changed overnight with that leaked document. What do you make of it? Malcolm, let me start here. When I first 
heard about the leaked document that came across the text, I thought that the decision had been made. And of course, it had not. And I said, oh, I'm about to faint. And then somebody says, well, don't faint yet because that's a leaked document. The decision has not been announced. So it sent shockwaves. And I believe that the leak was intended to throw confusion upon people, but it didn't really. I mean, some people were confused, excited, and began to talk, but America began to talk more to seriously consider the sanctity of life. And even those who are pro-abortion, so to speak, or in what we call the abortion lobby, many of them had to begin to answer questions from their own friends and family that they had been able to hide previously. So I think, you know, the main point is when, I'll say when, abortion is the Roe v. Wade is overturned, sent back to the states. What that does, and I want people to understand, abortion will not end right away. You just talked about the 63 million plus since 1973 when Roe v. Wade passed. It goes back to the states for we the people to decide, to take another look at who we're electing to even in our state houses, in our, in our governments within our states. So it gives us another chance now to look at first spiritually what God says about life and then the science. If we look at the science, the ultrasound shows us that baby, that human being in the womb who should have civil rights. Uh, the first thing that always comes to my mind is the morality. Uh, and I think of, I mean, the way I think about it, Alvita, is when you see in the animal kingdom, there are specific animals who kill their, their young ones, you know, and I think, mm -hmm. are we any better than that? And obviously uh, we're not uh, because we do the same thing. Will we ever learn as people, I guess I ask you, and, you know, safe, and this whole thing I want to talk to you about, safe, legal, and rare, is what the political left used to say, but that's no longer the case. Where do we draw the lines on the morality, the safe, legal, and rare, and what that really means, uh, human life? Well, you know, wise King Solomon said that there's no new thing under the sun. And if you consider this moral point, go all the way back into the Old Testament in times of famine. And the Bible tells us that the very wealthy and the elite women would go into their chambers discreetly and eat their young during times of famine. Mm -hmm. And that was certainly frowned upon. And that kind of thing is still happening. People don't understand that even today, so much is done to the bodies of the aborted babies, for example. Then little children who are born are being human trafficked and all of that. So that is morally depraved when we come to a place in our own human lives where we do not value the sanctity of the human life, human dignity, human flourishing, not to mention civil rights. You know, human rights, abortion is a crime against humanity. And so when we consider this and you ask the question, are we like animals? I'll be very honest with you. Your audience already knows I have six living children today and 11 grandchildren, and I am blessed. I'm truly blessed. Uh, my blog is out there today if you want to see it on Newsmax or Christian Newswire or on my own websites. So God blessed me to understand that I was wrong that in aborting children and the miscarriage that happened because my body was damaged by the abortions, that is not morally right. It is not morally sound. It is not morally uh, defensible. We can't defend that. So I repented 
And somewhere between 1983 and 1984, I became a born again Christian, repented. And then God in his grace and mercy decided to use my voice to admit this, to talk about the goodness of the Lord like the woman at the well or the woman caught in the act and began to tell people there is a more excellent way than abortion, and let me mention, there's adoption. You can raise the child yourself. Mother and fathers need to go to these pregnancy care centers together and get help. Uh, a couple of things here. Uh, first, uh, there's an interesting uh, number from the CDC, and it, it also is an eye-opener. Uh, and I don't know if you know this. Uh, I did not. Around 18% of all pregnancies in the United States end in abortion. I mean, that that number in itself is staggering to me that that still is happening, that kind of a number there. We talk about these are mostly women in their 20s, uh, accounted for the majority of the abortions, uh, and um and also, three quarters of the abortions were performed by nine weeks of the pregnancy. That's another complicated point. When do you have it? When don't you have it? And rates were higher among Black and Hispanic women uh, than, than white women specifically. Uh, in 2020, 58% of women who received an abortion were in their 20s and were disproportionately Black, uh, according to a poll from the Texas Health and Human Services Commission. What Talk about that, uh, those numbers. And... And it's still that we're still dealing with this, Alvita, and and that you know the blacks and Hispanics, those the, they they haven't learned from. Why is there so much abortion with, with people? Malcolm, this is Mother's Day, Mother's Day, the day twenty twenty. So let's unpack some of that for those who want to know the truth. Okay. okay. First, that eighteen percent number of pregnant. Uh, or interrupted of pregnancies by abortion may be actually low because they cannot count wow. how many women are getting these abortion pills and they're being mailed to their houses and they're doing it secretly in their own bathroom or in their own bedchambers. Yeah. That may be low. Uh, more close to 58% being what we call minorities such as African Americans and Latinos and Hispanics are having those abortions, even though we are numerically smaller a popular numbers in population. 13% of America is African American right now. And yet we have extremely high numbers of abortions because Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a racist and a eugenicist. She supported uh, genocide and she wanted to reduce the population of the undesirables. She called us useless eaters or human weeds and et cetera. So abortion was marketed marketed and targeted first with the uh, Negro Project. Tuskegee Project made the men sterile. Negro Project offered vasectomies and tubal ligations for free or at low cost to African-American or we would call Negro women at the time. So we were targeted to reduce our numbers and populations on purpose. Now, we do have, thankfully, some wonderful legislation called heartbeat bills that at least uh, 16 weeks, 15, 16 weeks, the baby is recognized as a human being. But uh, as early as nine weeks, as you mentioned, you can see in these three and four, the ultrasounds, the fully developing baby much earlier. And so uh, to answer all of this, if anyone is curious about it, Go to the Bible when John the Baptist leaked in his mother's womb, when Mary came in with Jesus, the mother of Jesus came in with her baby. So we do know that these are human beings in the womb, whether we do it from science, whether we do it from the Bible and scriptures, 
common sense and logic can now reconcile with truth. Mm -hmm. These are human beings. Yeah. You know, in within uh, a society, if you are murdering, killing any any anybody for any reason, uh, we act on it. We act on it. We as, as a mm -hmm. civilized society, we, we don't allow that sort of thing. Yet I, I think about this as well with a lot of women, young women that are, uh, uh, say, more left uh, thinking, more on the left leaning. And this my body, my choice. Why does it come under that false pretense of my body, my choice, and yet somehow the morality is gone and it's, it is legal to, and then this whole thing of identifying what it is or isn't, that is just a game that is being played. I mean, clearly this is a person that is right there growing. I mean, this isn't anything other than that. And we've seen those images of body limbs being pulled apart and what happens here. It's disgusting. So how does that, you see what I'm asking? How, how do we how does that get justified from young women to think is my body, my choice and society allows that as that's an okay, right? You can murder the child perfectly good, but yet you can't go out on the street and do that to some, you know, you know what I'm asking? It's, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Well, a woman has the right to choose what she does with her body. Absolutely. Right, right. now today, I'm a woman. I agree. The baby is not her body. So now, she can do what she wants to do with her body, but I always say, okay, give us the baby alive because the baby is alive in your womb. Give us that living baby. Mm -hmm. And then you can choose what to do with your body. So we have to say, where's the lawyer for the baby? Then we have to ask, how can the dream survive if we murder our children? So we're playing games. It's my body. Yeah, but that's not your body, ma'am. Mm -hmm. And science can prove it. The Bible tells you it's not, but science, take a look at the ultrasound. That's not your body. Right. It just is not. Isn't the problem, though, they're using this for contraception? Isn't that what's really happening? Well, many people still use abortion as a, a means of contraception, which is very unfortunate because every time a woman aborts a child, she interrupts her natural biological system that's been designed to be whole and healed. Mm -hmm. So she puts her breast, her memory system in danger, her cervix is in danger, her mental health is in danger. Every time she does that, it's the most harmful or one of the most harmful forms of contraception because the pills and the shots and the devices are also linked to breast cancer and cervical cancer. Yeah. You know, you, you know, I'm thinking as well, you'd think this is, this is one uh, argument or debate that as human beings, we would be able to come together. And, mm -hmm. and I'm talking about Republicans, and Democrats to understand the sanctity of life, even from a, a standpoint of the morality of what we're dealing with here uh, is uh, there's no bigger issue really when you think of I mean, we're talking life and death here uh, mm -hmm. and, and what's taking place. All right, let me ask you now, let's bring this to a head here. Uh, within this whole debate that's happening right now with the leaked document, it appears, unless something dramatically changes, it appears this is going to become uh, states' rights now. And that's where it's going to be pulled back to states' rights of federalism, which is an important point right now in our country because we have a runaway federal government. In that way, states are then, your blue states are going to allow it, and you're going to have all of this happening very, very clearly. Um, now, right now, as this takes place and happens, isn't this, we're already seeing some very nasty uprisings. These are not peaceful protests. Just look at Los Angeles, what's taking place. As this thing ferments and builds, it appears to gonna, it's going to be a very big political issue coming into the midterms. 
But you realize this is going to, um, this is explosive for the country. Are, are you anticipating very, very ugly riots, not just in front of a Supreme Court, but I'm talking all over the nation. Is this, is this a contentious point for our country? Are we, uh, are we in a, uh, a very dangerous moment here? Now, people rioting, arguing and burning and looting and fighting will not solve it. People need to think who they elect on the city level, county level, yeah. uh, state level, national level. School board level, level for sure. <laughs> School yeah. boards and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but I did want to mention too, because early on when we came on, you, you talked about heart disease and the number of abortions just far outranking that. Guess what? That 63 plus million outranks COVID deaths too. Wow. Now people responded to COVID and fear and all of that as mm. well. But we, you know, but their yeah. abortion is killing more people than COVID did as yeah. well. I want to listen now. You're uh, there's a website. I want folks to know that you are the founder uh, for Speak for Life, and it's a very good website at uh, speakforlife.org. Is that correct? Yes, Alvita? Abs- absolutely. And alvidaking.com. And for those of you who don't know, I am now the chairman of the Center for the American Dream with America First Policy Institute. So you can check me at those two websites and then look up AFPI as well. And you can find even more answers today. This is Mother's Day. Yeah, well, listen, uh, my dear friend, Elvita, you are a national treasure uh, for this nation and a voice for life. We really, really love you. Thank you so very much, Malcolm. That is Elvita King. She is surely a voice of clarity uh, in some uncertain times. I think you might agree with me. Uh, Always enjoy having her voice and uh, in a topic like this, so vital. She just speaks to my soul. I I hope she does yours as well. Um, As we move the program along here, interestingly enough, with all the deaths that happened with COVID, here's what I want to say to you. It has become very clear to me, had we had uh, the information, uh, had had we known uh, back then what we know now in regards to the nasal cavity and where these uh, uh, pathogens form, if you will, SARS-CoV-2 I'm speaking about here, but this is anything, superbugs, this is uh, viruses, uh, flus, influenzas, you name it, things that are going to get our bodies sick here. Um, One of the most important things, uh, my fellow Americans and and my friends around the globe, is the nasal nasal rinse here in your in your nose. See, that's how a lot of people succumbed with with COVID, because it it, it stays in harbors in your nose area here. And then it gets into your respiratory tract if if you don't kill that virus and get it out of there. And for a lot of people went from the respiratory tract into the lungs and then deep into the lungs. And that's where people succumb to it. And that's where death uh, happened. That was the spark. And one of the ways to solve that entire problem is cofixrx.com, cofixrx. So it's a nasal rinse with a povidine iodine in there, which kills the SARS-CoV-2 viruses, superbugs, all of the things that we talk about here. It destroys the germs, the pathogens, et cetera, right in the nasal cavity. That's the way to do it. And had the federal government got this information out, because they knew it, they absolutely knew it out to the public back at the beginning of the pandemic, I will state to you now, my friends, the death count on this would have been 
unbelievably lower. I mean, it, it would not have been the pandemic that we went through and all this vaccine and push and all of this would have been unnecessary. I am absolutely convinced of that 1000%. Knowing this now, the nasal rinse is the way to go moving forward. All our listeners get 20% off that cofixrx.com forward slash out loud. There's a couple of banner ads back at americaoutloud.com. Just click the banner ad and, and you'll get to that. Use the code out loud. You get the 20% off. Uh, it is definitely a product you want to have. And you want to have a bottle for everybody in your family and your loved ones, uh, because it's a personal thing. You use it in your nasal cavity. And anyways, that's the way to, to do it, my friends. Uh, now, up next here, I'm really excited to have on Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. Stay right there. You're listening to Viewpoint This Sunday. We are the vision of the voices. You can email us at talk at americaoutloud.com. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on the precautions, but deep down, you still want to avoid getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a povidone iodine antiviral nasal spray. Made in the USA, Cofix RX reduces viral loads and minimizes the risk of you getting sick. Find a retailer near you or click our banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. The silent voices be heard. It was the rallying call that started it all. It's a wide spectrum of programming, from world and political news to societal and cultural stories. Six amazing years of news blogs, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. In today's world, there's no escaping the headlines filled with warnings about emerging viruses and dangerous superbugs. Genesis is the only technology that safely and effectively obliterates harmful pathogens both on the air and on surfaces. Genesis plus HOCL neutralize these threats to your environment in just seconds. Find out more about this amazing technology at genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a 15% discount. With Genesis, you'll be prepared for what's next. All right, let's jump into all these news stories quickly here with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. And he is surely a friend of this show. You know, I get some emails recently, Tony, about you and saying, and we, we like that guy when you're having him back on. That's why I thought, yeah, I said, well, they, they love your, uh, uh, your your directness, your authenticity. Well, thank and you. Your answer is, so we really appreciate you, brother. Uh, Tony is the uh, president of the London Center for Policy Research and a CIA-trained intelligence operations officer, uh, 35 years of experience in global and national security. I want to start with a real, just get a real brief opinion from you on the justices' home addresses leak there. Now, uh, during the Thursday White House press briefing, Jen Zaki, who, by the way, will be going, uh, they have a new, uh, you see, a press uh, uh, secretary coming in there, you know, uh, it was asked about the Biden administration's official thoughts on uh, posting this map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. And she came out and said, look, I think the president's view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear, a lot of sadness from many, many people across this country and what they saw in that leaked document. We obviously want people's privacy to be respected, but we want people to protest peacefully if they want to protest. What do you take of the uh, the leak in the Supreme Court and the story? So, yeah, th thanks as always for having me, Malcolm. It's always a pleasure to join you and have this discussion. 
So let's get right to the, the, the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the bottom line is Roe versus Wade was wrongly decided. And Justice Alito outlines why that is. That's, that, that is what it is. What it is. Uh, I think a number of folks, to include Joe Biden, the current president, actually proposed legislation to walk it back. Uh, and all we're seeing right now is the left, to include one Joe Biden, lying about what's going on. Uh, I've examined the draft document. I have every reason to believe, Malcolm, they're going to move forward. Uh, I think the only question is, is, is if Justice Roberts goes with the minor- majority or the minority. I don't know what le- that'll be yet. But it basically says that uh, there is no, nothing in the Constitution that, uh, that would justify a constitutional right of abortion. It's just, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And the 14th Amendment argument, when you examine it, does not hold water. And frankly, as far as I'm concerned, you could interpret it the other way. You could interpret, if you want to interpret that, uh, that clause in the 14th Amendment saying that everyone needs to be treated the same, well, you could use that to say the fetus must be treated the same and therefore ban abortions. Think about that for a second. I mean, I don't know what the left is thinking here, but man, I think you could interpret that, that, uh, that element of the 14th Amendment of common protection essentially is like, oh, Okay, so you are you saying you want us to ban abortion by saying fetuses have the right of existence and protection? Because they could go that way. The the more sane outcome of this is what they're proposing. Turn it back to the states for the people to decide. Yeah, well, uh, federalism. I mean, states' rights, which is under fire right now uh, with the, right. with this federal overreach on every capacity of our lives, Tony. Well, uh, look, I don't believe. I think the federal income tax is illegal. I don't see there's any basis for individuals to be taxed by the federal government. Amen. I think all taxation should be via the states only. I do. I do believe that. Anyway, wow. that's another wow. story for another. Well, day. no, but that is a great story, actually. I'd love to talk about that one time with we you. Should. But, uh, I, yeah, I think it should. is fascinating. Um, listen, does this real quickly, does this redefine? I, I, I get a sense when I first seen the, the, the conversation about the league and the Supreme Court and all, yeah. I realized it would probably redefine the midterm elections, number one, and two, it could galvanize the left with because they have really nothing to galvanize them with across the board. Uh, right. Do they end up leveraging that a little bit, uh, do you think? No, as a matter of fact, no, I don't. As a matter of fact, uh, continuing the, uh, the answer regarding the doxing of people, what, what Saki said, that's exactly what they're trying to do. It's not working. So exactly. what they're trying to do is get their base all fired up right. and say, oh, this is removing the right. It doesn't remove the right. It does not take the right away. It simply says the federal government uh, has no basis for for jumping into yep. this yeah. regarding it because of the Tenth Amendment, because of federalism. So, so the alternative then is, oh, we need to fire up everybody and and make people's lives yeah. miserable. So that's what Jen, Jen Sack is speaking to, and and I don't know if you've been watching their social media, but they're going crazy. This is ter- tearing them up, them up on the inside because a lot of folks on the progressive side are reminded by this that. Hey, uh, Biden hasn't done anything to follow through with anything he's promised. This really doesn't change abortion. It, it just changes exactly. where it's where the debate's supposed to happen at. Yeah. State level. So, yeah, you know, that's definitely I accurate. I, I think they have a hard time admitting that these states created the federal government. The federal government didn't create the states. 
Right. Uh, and they're, they're, that's lost on today's generation. They have no idea. They think the federal government is God almighty uh, right. and they can do everything. And these 50 states are 50 independent republics uh, that are separate, like 50 countries, for God's sake, right. uh, that happen to put this together. But they could easily take it apart. And people are losing track of that. You know, Tony, that's a, that's a story we need to come back to and talk about a lot more in the future. Let me get on to this MAGA comment from uh, what I call the state of Biden. Uh, yeah. So he comes out and he says, uh, he, he calls, the, uh, unbelievable, the, the MAGA crowd, make America great again. Now just let this, let your brain, everybody just resonate with this. What is offensive about make America great again? I mean, what's offensive about America first and taking care of our own business, keeping our house clean? Uh, what would possibly in one's imagination be offensive about that? While you think about that a moment, uh, Tony back here, he yeah. calls the MAGA crowd the most extreme political group in U.S. history. Um, the South China Morning Post, I love this in here, says uh, U.S. President Joe Biden has found his message uh, for the midterm congressional elections. You're either with him or you're with Donald Trump, that MAGA crowd over there, the most extreme political group in America history. Um, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, by the way, comes out and says Biden essentially called millions of Americans terrorists. Uh, she did on Hannity was kind of uh, unique. What do you what do you make of this comment? <laughs> well, look, I, I know Tulsi and I, I appreciate her enthusiasm. And uh, I was just having a discussion this morning with some of my board. And and, and this is something it, this, I'm saying this may get me in trouble. But Dr. London, who were, you know, the center's named after, was actually a, a very, uh, very much an extreme liberal uh, in that he believed in liberal democracy. But the idea of liberal democracy is you have people debating things and in a way that allows for discourse without violence. And the idea here is that uh, liberalism in, in, in the traditional form, Malcolm, right, right. was not this, this, this totalitarian, you must, you must follow uh, what I say or else. And that's where, uh, honestly, Joe, Joe Biden is now, challenge, uh, now channeling Joseph Stalin. Yeah. Uncle Joe. I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's kind of frightening. So I'm not surprised that Tulsi went on, on Hannity and talked about that. And yeah, it's frightening that you have. And by the way, I've met Joe Biden. I, I, I've testified before him. And I often have to tell people, remind people that the that uh, while he calls out constantly people being essentially extremists and racist and all this, I'm going to say this as honestly as I can. The only uh, racist I've met in my life face to face is Joe Biden. Mm. And I'm, I'm not and I'm not joking. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody else uh, I've met has never said the things in public. You mean put your, put your back in change? You mean that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, if, if you just look at what he said, if you look at what he said, I, I have never met anyone who has actually openly espoused these things yeah. except for him. And that's yeah. an honest answer. Yeah. So uh, when you look at what he says now, mm. you have to take and, and say there's something really wrong. So. Again, it's the same principle as why the the Roe the, the Roe uh, decision was leaked. He's trying right now to to hide it and cover up his failures by saying, "Oh, it's not me, it's them. They're, those are the folks. It's the other that you must worry about." And I would argue, Malcolm, he's doing the same thing with uh, with uh, Putin. Uh, he doesn't want the war to end. That's uh, what when, when you've been around. You're about the same right. age as I am. How, when did you ever hear? Of, of, a, of a country announcing to its enemies exactly what by nomenclature, yeah. by weapon system, they're sending over to fight them. Could you imagine Eisenhower getting on the phone to, to say, General Yodel and saying, hey, by the way, when we invaded Normandy, 
these are the things we're going to use. So I would argue this, this what I call military virtue signaling is the same thing he's doing here. He's trying right now to create chaos to divert uh, attention from his failings, from his domestic programs, to always blame it on a political party right, right, uh, right. or or a, a, a foreign policy issue that he can't control. We, this we, is all the, about the narrative. This is all they, about the narrative. I was just going to say the narrative. Uh, they lost control of the narrative, right. Tony, is what it is. And they, they really have nothing at all to fight back with. Uh, right. and, and, you know, on that point, he made this comment. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, it was just on um, late Friday, I think it was. He said this really dumb. It was so dumbfounded. I mean, he said, and I quote, I've never been more optimistic in America than I am today. Did you hear him say that? That is yeah. unbelievable. Well, I mean, what, what is he smoking I, is what I want to know. What's well, going that, on? That's the, the issue. The issue is we've talked about before. He is mentally incapacitated. And if I, Dr. Doctor, quote, I'm using air quotes, Dr. Joe Biden should be held accountable for elder abuse, as far as I'm concerned, because Biden, even on his best days, is not adequately yeah. in control of his faculties to be uh, to be cogent and make cogent decisions. I think it's very dangerous. I've said this publicly. I still believe it. Uh, our single point of failure for national security is, is Joe Biden. Yeah. And, well, uh, and we knew be- that going in. Gates told right. us that. that. That's the most right. quotable quote. It's been quoted more times than, than anything. Uh, Robert Gates' quote on uh, Biden here. Let me let me yeah. move right over to, please, to Ukraine and Russia, because sure. this is your specialty, and I don't want to miss the opportunity here. Uh, okay, so... Uh, I want to get a sense from you, uh, first of all, uh, Tony, about what we're looking at, what your feeling is, uh, gut feeling is right now. I know you study this pretty hard with Russia and Ukraine, but but let me say first a caveat. I I see also uh, just uh, the last day or so, Zelensky, this was kind of uh, remarkable too. He outlined his conditions on Friday uh, for entering peace talks with Russia, demanding a restoration of pre-invasion borders, the return of more than 5 million refugees, membership in the European Union and accountability from Russia military leaders before uh, Kiev would uh, consider laying down its arms. Right. Uh, I, I, I would almost ask you the same thing here. What is he smoking? So, well, I, look, you, you've got to have uh, uh, aspirations. That's why it's like <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to have hopes, you know. So it's just not in the cards. So, look, uh, you and I have spoken about this. I, uh, there's two things I want to make clear to your audience. First, Putin is serious about the nuclear issue. So as, as much as I appreciate Zelensky saying he wants all this stuff, it's not going to happen because the Russians are going to continue to grind them down. Yeah. And I, I still believe it's possible for a, a tactical nuclear weapon to be used just to, just to get people's attention. Not to say Putin needs to do it because I think he's, he's going to be successful and grinding it down. Okay. I, I think uh, I think he just may want to make that point because again he was rattling the uh, nuclear saber over the weekend uh, at the at, their, at the May Day parade and everything. So it's it's very clear that that that's a possibility. Uh, the other thing, as I mentioned, is that I don't think Biden wants to win this. Uh, uh, the longer this goes, Malcolm, the longer he can say this is Putin's economy. This is Putin's doing. And so it gives him a very convenient uh, reason to blame someone else for his failure. It's a and distraction so, they need right. right now. Let's face it, right. Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is Putin sick? I mean, um, I've got in- intel. Yeah, reports. I've read that. I, yeah, I've seen that several times. And I, I, I'm not in that camp. I think he's. Uh, you don't think he's so? A, he's a guy. He's getting old. He's going to have. 
uh, health issues. They I don't say you may have Parkinson's, but there's definite reports of cancer. And uh, the Intel reports are saying this, that he's uh, really got some problems, but you're not sure, huh? No, I don't believe it. I, I just don't. I think it's, it's wishful thinking. The, 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 when, when the, the Russian way of doing this, Malcolm, believe I've, I've tracked the Russians and I'm mentored by Pro- propaganda. Bud, Mc, Bud McFarlane and others. When he starts being, uh, you know, if he disappears for 30 days and they say he's got a cold, then I'm going to start worrying. But I believe that there may become a time when he sees the potential benefit. And I would argue there's no response that we've adequately planned for on, in the West. So, okay. yes. All right. Let, let me, uh, I'm going to squeeze this uh, final story in with you about, well, sure. it, it, it's something you and I are always uh, fighting here. It's the censoring. So a, yeah. federal, a federal judge tossed this lawsuit, uh, and I recall the lawsuit was filed by uh, uh, President Trump uh, against Twitter uh, and Jack Dorsey and all of that about uh, obviously what they did and throwing them off and all. And right. um, so the judge said plaintiffs are not starting from a position of strength, he says. The, the, this is the, what the judge wrote. Uh, he, he says that the First Amendment applies only to restrictions of speech by the government, not by private companies. You know, Tony, a lot of people don't understand that point. It gets lost yeah. on about everybody. Private companies can do what the hell they want to do uh, unless there's another rules of engagement here. But they don't understand that. You're kind of playing by Twitter's rules. You yourself have been uh, censored and thrown off uh, yeah. from um, them, uh, right. uh, Twitter. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Elon Musk entering the, the picture here. Uh, does anything change for Twitter under an Elon Musk, do you think? Well, it depends on if he keeps his word. So Elon Musk keeps telling people he's a First Amendment or freedom of speech purist. If that if that's the case, then what he's going to do essentially is then mirror the authorities that we have as citizens to speak freely under the government. That is to say that short of saying short of making a threat or doing something illegal, that means you can say anything you want, which I think is the right answer. And yeah, I think people do tend to forget that if you go on Twitter, you sign up to their terms of service, it is a company. And what's ironic here, Malcolm, is the left has been saying, oh, well, if you don't like Twitter, go create your own service. Well, I think what's better is uh, we'll just buy it. We'll just buy your service and turn it into something that's free speech. So I'd like to believe that uh, he's going to make it into something that that is a a, a purely uh, First Amendment centric mm. Would be nice organization, and that's his choice. By the way, they're fighting him on this, you know, because they, they they want some of these extreme left wing guys want the FCC, F, FCC to jump in and prevent it. There's all these other folks now who are now all of a sudden against free speech. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony, would you go back there? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Look, I one of the things all my folks, my followers are on, that I still see on, on Getter and Facebook all say, we miss you going after the progressives. And I kind of miss doing it because <laughs> I would I would go on there, like we had discussions on rational yeah. thought. Yeah. I would go in there and then launch into their, you know, their little strongholds and start throwing some truth around. Let's just say really that you that. held court there pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well. Are you on true social? No, I'm I don't I'm not an Apple person, so I haven't haven't done that yet. So okay, yeah, they don't have the Android yet, I guess. Maybe no. I don't know. Okay, very strange. Yeah, they don't have the web uh, the browser either, the web browser version. Mm-hmm. So it's right. still in the early early stages of it. So right. okay, well, listen, uh, my friend, thank you uh, sure. for joining us here on Viewpoint. This Sunday. we got to catch up a little sooner here. That is Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer here. Thank you, brother. Thank you. 
Well, listen, uh, big thing here. I mean, are you out taking your healthy cell? Are you out walking all the things I talked to you about here? Listen, there's a reason we've had a long-term strategic relationship with healthy cell over four years and running on America Out Loud is because it's a product that works. And boy, we found the importance of that more than ever coming through this COVID uh, pandemic business for sure here. Uh, there are multiple products in Healthy Cell that I take every day and I recommend you take them. Focus and Recall is one that is amazing. And a lot of people struggle with long COVID and the brain fog, you remember all that? And that's a real problem. And Focus and Recall helps tremendously for all of us to be taking that. It helps with our brain power. And so that's a gel form, micro gel. You put in a little water or you can take it right out of the gel. It's like a tangerine taste. It's really, really very good. So that's that's one option right there for you. The other one is Immune Super Boost. Uh, this has got vitamin C, vitamin D3, uh, zinc, echinacea extract, elderberry extract, and so on and so forth. It is phenomenal. Uh, the Immune Super Boost. Uh, and that's what it's about, a healthy immune system. So I highly, highly recommend Healthy Cell. All our listeners, 20% off that first order. Just use the code out loud. Just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud. Uh, or just click the banner ad back at America Out Loud. And it's really easy here. 20% off that. And uh, enjoy healthy cell and enjoy a healthy living. And uh, I'll tell you what. It'll make a difference in your life as, it, as it's done with me. I want to take a quick pause here, but up next here, this powerful, powerful story here. Dr. Peter Bregan and James Rogowski will join us here on this uh, hand in sovereignty over to the World Health Organization. Uh, pretty explosive. Stay right there. More viewpoint in just a moment. I want to put in a big word for healthy cell supplements. The GI tract is not functioning normally in long COVID syndrome. I'm convinced of it. There are multiple studies. We need a much better absorbed set of nutraceutical and vitamin products for long COVID syndrome, and that's Healthy Cell. They have an entire line that's safe and effective, uh, can help people through the long COVID syndrome. I found the best way to use Healthy Cell products is use them every day, not on and off, on and off. Take them every day consistently. The Immune Super Boost Focus in memory and the REM sleep supplement all have powerful effects in long COVID syndrome. Go to HealthyCell.com and in the promo code, type in out loud for 20% off your first order. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and my fellow Americans and to my friends around the globe. It is all back at americaoutloud.com that is where the outloud truth is and liberty and justice for all your job out there is to help us share that out loud truth so please get to the platform and share those stories and those shows and programs with everybody you know uh, that uh, the, the truth is alive and well and it lives right here at america out loud now, I want to bring you back to, well, kind of just at the early start of that pandemic, uh, briefly. And you remember the organization, the World Health Organization, WHO? When you say WHO, well, that's exactly it, WHO, uh, the World Health Organization. And you remember that uh, some of the uh, initial uh, stories, when this was spreading out of China, uh, they were in defiance of this. They were not helping spread the truth, is, uh, I guess, my bigger point here. Uh, and that that very odd relationship that uh, Hu and, and Tedros had with uh, Xi Jinping and China in the Wuhan lab and all of that developed. 
it was a slippery slope. And I think you might recall that, uh, that didn't help uh, for this pandemic to propagate around the world. There was a lot of bad information coming out of that. Well, now I want to fast forward to where we are today, and uh, it appears to be that the World Health Organization is trying to redefine the rules. We have an explosive article on America Out Loud uh, that is entitled Biden handing over U.S. sovereignty to who? The World Health Organization here. I want to bring on Dr. Peter Bregan is here, and he's uh, the author of uh, uh, COVID-19 of the Global Predators. We are the prey he, himself, along with his wife, Ginger Bregan. Uh, they, uh, they host a show, America Out Loud Pulse, uh, every Thursday on America Out Loud, actually. So when we talk about the early days of that pandemic and all of that misinformation and where whose position was at that time, and then you look at this current story, um, frame the debate up right now, uh, Dr. Bregan, if you will, so listeners understand uh, what the, what the, uh, how frightening this is. Well, who is the spearhead to a great extent of both uh, communist China and the global predators? Uh, which uh, includes Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab <clears throat> and uh, the overall UN as well. And a lot of big industries, the pharmaceutical industry, there is a coalition between worldwide industry and the billionaires and the communist Chinese. And they both have a great deal of influence over what the World Health Organization does. Um, if I had to pick, I'd say China has a lot more influence than, than uh, the rest of the global predators. Um, for 10 years before uh, Tedros, um, Dr. Chan, a uh, Chinese-Canadian, was the uh, head of uh, WHO, and she, uh, she's now in China and uh, run, uh, wow. not running, but is the dean of a uh, public health school in Beijing. So... Uh, that's a close relationship. Then uh, Tedros, who was really a communist agitator criminal from Ethiopia, um, who was considered very unsavory, for example, by the New York Times until he joined the inner circle by becoming the director general of WHO. And um, he was put in power largely by the Chinese communists. He's definitely a Marxist. And then uh, this, this year, he got another five-year term, and he had it unopposed. And it's being unopposed is most remarkable because he was uh, really the, uh, the, the, the front man for Xi Jinping during the early days and, uh, and throughout the pandemic. And early on, he uh, covered for the Chinese. He said the Chinese couldn't uh, be the ones who were... Uh, uh, doing this. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He uh, went ahead and he said that uh, the, uh, he agreed with them that the virus couldn't have come from China. He set up a committee to investigate uh, where was the virus coming from. And he put on the committee, Peter Dazak from Echo Health Alliance, who was a fund helping fund the uh, Wuhan Institute over the years with money he got from uh, Fauci. Um, and then we have a lot of uh, email interactions. Between... They're all connected, aren't they? I mean, they're yeah, all, that's they're all connected. Uh, yeah. They're all connected. You know, with, it's safe to say, Dr. Bregan, had uh, who done the responsible thing and broken away from some of those uh, Wuhan narratives with Xi Jinping, we would have had a whole different pandemic. 
Well, yes, uh, we might not have even had an official pandemic to start with. Right. Um, they, uh, they loosened their definitions of a pandemic. And to the degree that it was a serious pandemic, uh, we would have shut down air traffic from Wuhan to the rest of the world uh, much earlier. It took Trump doing it against the wishes of who and against the wishes of Fauci, uh, you know, to do it on his own. And by the way, Fauci feels feels like uh, uh, Tedros is, you know, practically a brother. He's very close to him. He's very tight knit. Yeah. A group of uh, people, the global right. people forget what you just said. I'm so glad you brought it up about the fact that I remember that moment, actually, when uh, President Trump had closed down the travel and it was like mouse dropped. They're like, what are you doing here? And he took a lot of heat, as he always did for those uh, decisions that weren't always popular. Uh, but it was essentially a very important decision that was made at the time there. All right, Dr. Bregan, stay right there now. And I want to bring on here uh, another gentleman to join this conversation here, and that's James Roguski joins us. He's a researcher, an author, uh, and a uh, health proponent, an activist as well. He uncovered some of these documents uh, early on here regarding these amendments to international law. Like, you know, like a lot of things, friends, things are not always what they appear. You have to look under the radar. You have to look for that. What do they call it? The needle in the haystack or just below where people are talking. It's amazing or remarkable sometimes what's actually in plain daylight, but nobody's paying attention because we're all caught up with our press and things, other things that happen in the world that we don't always see what we should see. You seem to uncover something. Tell us what you uncovered and what transpired, please. Well, your analogy or, or your statement of a needle in the haystack, literally, uh, that is what I believe I found. Uh, in January, the United States uh, diplomat to the WHO, Lois Pace, presented documents that were amendments, proposed amendments to something that's known as the International Health Regulations. Now, the International Health Regulations have been back, have been around for decades, and uh, it's just a body of uh, regulations that govern the WHO and how they respond to um, a pandemic is not a legal term. They refer to it as a public health emergency of international concern, PHEIC, or FAKE. And the existing uh, international health regulations, when when you you know when you read them and you you grasp what they are, they actually currently have the WHO in a straitjacket. They're they're actually shackles that make it so that the WHO can make recommendations, but the, they're limited as to what they can do. And each country you know currently has its sovereignty, and the amendments do not say a word about anything to do with health. They don't talk about medications or nutrition or treatment or, or there's just absolutely nothing being proposed that one would say is, you know, how to improve the health of people. I don't think anyone can argue that the World Health Organization has done a spectacular job in handling this situation, but they're, uh, the amendments- Did you say they've done a spectacular job? I said that I don't think anyone could argue that they've done a spectacular job. They no, they've done a disgusting job. <clears throat> they've done a horrible job. But their solution 
is to take away all of the sovereignty of the 194 member nations and hand it over to them so they can really make a mess of the situation. And I'll summarize it with, with this last little bit. Um, if you go all the way back to Roman times, mm -hmm. the, the, when there was an emergency, they would have a, you know, a well-respected statesman or, or pillar of society be put in a position where they could come in and deal with the problem. You know, we, we all recognize that there's emergency situations and they referred to that person who was given supreme power as the dictator. He would dictate what was to be done. And so the definition of the word requires a state of emergency. And so these amendments, which are going to be uh, voted upon uh, from May 22nd to May 28th, they're on the agenda. They haven't said exactly what day. So they, let me let me interrupt here now. I want everyone to understand May 22nd to May 28th. That's this month in the year of our Lord 2022. To be sure, everyone, what we're speaking about here, these amendments will come to a vote. Is that correct? That's correct. And, and so um, what it would essentially do is turn the director general of the WHO into the dictator general, where with no, no say whatsoever from all of the nations of the world, um, at his whim, he could declare either a, a, a emergency uh, for the entire world, or they want to do it on a regional basis. It, it's a power grab pure and simple. Right. And everyone needs to wake up and, and be aware that this is happening. And there's many things that we're doing to stop the who that's actually the website where all this information is stop the who.com. Uh, you know, thank you for this uh, platform to just raise everyone. Who, who put that website out, James? Who, um, who put I'm, I'm, I'm the person who's responsible for that and all of the research. You know, I, I found the document that was published on April 12th mm -hmm. on the WHO's website. Okay. They were hoping that this was going to be kind of like Nancy Pelosi when she said, oh, just pass it. You could read it later. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they were hoping to sneak this in, and I'm just trying to shine some light on it. Okay, so it's called StopTheWho.com. Is that what you said? Stop the WHO, stop the who.com. That's correct. okay. All right, fair enough. Okay. With all this said now, uh, Dr. Bregan, let me bring a question in from one of our uh, readers or listeners on America Out Loud that just came in um, uh, yesterday here uh, from Anna. Uh, she says, Hello, your article on the WHO treaty keeps saying it will be voted on. And then she says uh, some questions she has for us, and I'd like you to answer it, Dr. Bray. Who is voting? Uh, who, is it the United Nations? Is it Congress? Who needs to be contacted so we can try to stop this? That's a hell of a point there, that uh, comment from the reader listener. Dr. Reagan, how would you answer that? Well, first, you got to separate treaties uh, from the amendments. The treaties are a separate thing, which we've also written about on uh, America Out Loud which will be coming uh, out more uh, staged over a period of months. They and are uh, uh, kind of the second attack. And, and the treaties will say, will allow people like the United States, any major individual that gets assigned the task to sign America or, your, or your, any other country on to giving over specifically their public health control to the central control of the World Health Organization. Those are the treaties. Right now, we're looking um, at the amendments, uh, which are extremely important and are a prelude, probably not quite as powerful. 
So we got to make that distinction to uh, start with. Uh, there are 193 members of the United Nations. Every member is automatically a member of WHO. So each nation will be sending delegates uh, to the convention, which is the, um, it's the governing body of WHO. We don't know who those delegates are going to be at this point. Everything has been, been obscure. But they will vote, and it's a majority vote, to pass the um, <clears throat> amendments. If they pass the amendments, then there's a grace period of six months. So it's basically the who that will be doing the voting. My own opinion is we have to put pressure, so much pressure, on the United States, who is the instigator here, who's, who sent in these uh, from the Department of HHS, um, that they withdraw them. I think we have to withdraw them. Because that, that came in, as you say, through the Biden administration, right? That's the point. Here. It's absolutely the Biden yeah. administration. <clears throat> now, failing to withdraw them, we can fight, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for having the, uh, voted mm -hmm. down. Then we can fight for having withdrawn it right, by right. getting to withdraw it over six months. But I believe this should become a campaign issue yeah. because we're not going to stop the who without rebuilding American democracy as yeah. a constitutional democracy, <clears throat> excuse me, so that we can we can actually, if necessary, withdraw from the WHO um, or insist they change their tactics. But we have to be strong. We're right. not going to solve this problem even just by defeating the amendments which is going to be difficult, but then they're going to be the nations ganging up on treaties. And I think it's entirely possible that Joe Biden and whoever is behind him, probably Barack Obama, are globalist enough that they would yeah. make a treaty as well later on that gave up our sovereignty. Final word, Broguski. We, we've got just seconds left here. Final word on action. Any, any uh, thoughts you have to that? Absolutely. We, we have many things that are readily available on stopthewho.com. So all anyone has to do is go there. Um, there are automated emails that are already written that you can just type in your zip code and fill it out and it'll go off to your representatives. The, the key to this is to just go to stopthewho.com and, and all the information is there. Um, we're, we're on top of this, but what we need is for people to do things like share this audio this podcast, you know, get people to be aware and, and the systems are in place to, to go from there. Uh, this story is a big story. Now, the article, again, is authored by Dr. Peter Bregan. Uh, it's entitled Biden handing over U.S. sovereignty to who? Uh, you, can, you will not miss it when you go to americaoutloud.com. On the left sidebar, just partway down, you'll see under notables, it is right there on the front page and will be there. So you can easily access it uh, right there on the left sidebar on the front page at americaoutloud.com. Uh, Biden handing over the U.S. sovereignty to who? If you give that a good read, and, it's, and it is a solid read, you'll get a good sense of the problem here and what's taking place and why so many people are up in arms with this and are not willing to just stand by while they pass this through the middle of the night, um, which we know what that's all about, right? Uh, so that's the way to stop it and get engaged and uh, read through and see. And, and we're here if we can help or you want to respond to us here at the network, you know how to do that. Just hit the contact button back at americaoutloud.com. Uh, we get so much correspondence in here from listeners. Um, tremendous thank you here to Evangelist Alveda King, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, 
Dr. Peter Bregan, James Roguski, and my fellow Americans and to my friends around the globe. We're on the mission of liberty and justice for all. Help us by getting that out loud truth out all around the globe here. And thank you for being on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.